Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to episode 81 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. I hope this episode finds you well, and I thank you for giving me some of your time today. This episode is coming out on January 7th, and as such is the first episode of the year. Today we're doing something a bit different, so that I can have a little more time to make sure the show is on track for 2019. I'm making changes to my Patreon, and that includes removing the bonus episodes from the site. They're episodes that are geared toward the more grown-up side of the audience, which is why I included them behind a paywall. I don't just want to delete them though, so this week and next week I'm sharing them with you. If the response is good, I'll turn it into a segment for the regular show, although it won't be one I include every week. I called these bonus mini-episodes The Adults Are Talking, which is what I'll call the segment if I include it in the future. Now, without any further ado, let's move on to the phrase of the day and its origin, history, and more. Toppers, in case you missed it, this next bit may not be appropriate for all ages. If you listen with little toppers, I recommend listening to this short episode first to decide if you want them to skip this one or not. Sit back, make sure the little toppers aren't around, and let's get a little dirty. The phrase for this episode is going to be red light district. This is a phrase used to describe a place where unscrupulous activities take place. It can also be used metaphorically to describe something off-limits. Most notably, a literal red light district is a place associated with prostitution or other forms of adult entertainment. But what do the color red and lights have to do with the world's oldest profession? Well, explaining that is why I'm here. This one, or at least the idea behind it, actually can be traced to the Bible. Obviously, they didn't have electric lights back then, but the prostitute Rahab hung a scarlet rope out her window to identify her house to Joshua's army, in order to protect her and her family during the Battle of Jericho. As far as the lights go, theories abound. However, there's two theories that seem to show up more than others. One of these is that brothels in China used to hang red lanterns outside to signify what kind of services the building offered. The other is that railway workers would hang red lights outside of brothels as they visited them, so their co-workers could find them easily if an emergency arose back at the tracks. Since these origins are so similar, it was likely something along those lines that brought the light into Red Light District. As far as being used in print as a figure of speech, the earliest known use is from an 1894 article of the Sandusky Register, a newspaper from Sandusky, Ohio. One more theory about how this term really got going comes from the old west town of Dodge City, Kansas, where the Red Light Saloon was located. Ladies of the night were big business there, and even if this isn't where the phrase got its start, it's believed to be the linchpin of its popularity. To this day, some places will still use red lights to mark these areas, 
especially in Amsterdam, which, since prostitution is legal there, uses red lights to let people know where to go for some company. Amsterdam isn't the only place with legal prostitution still marked by red lights, but it's thought to be the biggest. I hope you enjoyed this dip into the darker side of phrases. And with that, toppers, it's time for today's familiar quotation. Toppers, today's familiar quotation is from David Hewson. Here's what he had to say about Amsterdam's red light district. Quote, Most visitors to Amsterdam will wander into the red light district out of sheer curiosity. The narrow streets are mostly safe day and night. Just don't try to take pictures of the women working in the windows. End quote. Thank you, Mr. Hewson, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words, love advice from old-timey times. Just a quick disclaimer. Remember that this advice is over a hundred years old. While some of the advice is still good today, I don't necessarily agree with every tip I read from these books. It's for entertainment purposes only. With that out of the way, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't expect to know your husband inside and out within a month of marriage. For a long time, you will be making discoveries. File them for future reference. And now for the men. Don't rush out of the house in such a hurry that you haven't time to kiss your wife goodbye. She will grieve over the omission all day. All right, toppers, that's going to do it for episode 81. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnaphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, how to send me topic suggestions, how to support the podcast, and for details about the music I use in the show. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast, researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, thanks once again for listening. Toodaloo! And now... This is... Let me rephrase. Just don't try to take pictures of the women working... Oh, excuse me.